Welcome to our podcast series, Talking with Traders, hosted by expert trader Garth McKenzie in London, from where he's interviewing various guests on the topic of trading. Welcome back to season seven of Talking with Traders. We're now into the fourth year of this podcast since it started in early 2020. Once again, IG have come on board as our sponsor for this season. We are truly privileged and grateful to have such a global leader in CFD trading as our sponsor. Over the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing various guests from around the globe on the topic of trading. Some will be follow-ups with past guests and some will be new guests. The idea behind this podcast is that you get a variety of views from a broad spectrum of market professionals. None of what you hear in these episodes is intended to be financial advice, but it is intended to get you thinking about how you might be able to apply what you hear here into your own trading and investing. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. That way you'll be notified when new episodes are released. Once again, thank you to IG for funding and sponsoring this podcast into its fourth year. And thank you listeners for tuning in. Please enjoy season seven of Talking with Traders. Welcome back to another episode of Talking with Traders. And this one I've really been looking forward to. My guest today is David Hale. Uh, he is the author of this book. If you're watching the YouTube video of the podcast, you can see it there in the in the image now. It's called Cash Rules, Reminiscences of a Day Trader. Um, a fascinating book to read. David, I I listened to you on another podcast talking about the book, and that prompted me to go out and buy the book. Uh, I, I got it off Amazon, um, and I loved reading it. I couldn't put it down. It's just such a great book, but such a, a raw, honest account of trading. So welcome to the podcast, first of all, and uh, just tell us, I mean, this is a conversation about your story. Tell us the backstory, how you got into trading and the path that your career has followed. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me again. It's good to good to chat. You know, I always love talking trading and uh, and sharing my story and seeing if that can help any uh, traders out there. Um, yeah, the story. Uh, you know, the story originally started again at first before trading. I was I, I was always in the risk and uh, you know the thrill the thrill and that dopamine hit that comes with it. And uh, you know, I mainly got that through gambling. So. You know, as a, even as a kid and then as a teenager and then, you know, as a young adult, I was I was into gambling, whether it was casinos or sports betting or horse racing. I was, you know, I, 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 that was that was, you know, that was my deal. A little, a little strange for a kid, but, you know, that's <laughs> that's I guess that's the you know, that's the way I'm wired. So that was kind of, you know, the start. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of want to be a professional gambler, but. I quickly realized, you know, that that was near to impossible. It, although it is possible, again, there are people out there. Um, and then after college, I kind of, you know, I, I this was when Deitch, this was back in uh, kind of the internet boom, tech bubble, the first tech bubble, and uh, day trading was a big thing. And I, you know, I heard about that, and I was like, oh wow, this this seems even better in gambling. Um, and uh, yeah, I got, I, you know, I first started as a, a sketchy stockbroker, kind of, you know, like a boiler room style. And after after that, I um, I was fortunate enough to get a job at a, a prop firm in uh, in Austin, Texas. And uh, you know, again, I, I, as soon as I as soon as I started, I knew this this was a job. This was a profession for me. 
Um, of course, you know, I, and again, I say, unfortunately, I've always kind of been addicted to that rush and the, you know, the <laughs> adrenaline, it's not necessarily a good thing. And we can, we can talk later about that, but, um, but yeah, I love the, I just, I just love the feel and I love the, you know, I love the job where everything's based on performance and, um, you know, just the competitiveness and, uh, it was, I just kind of fell in love with it. And then, yeah, once I got started, it's, you know, it's now 23 layers. I'm still standing, you know, it's been a, it's been a wild ride since, but, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. Amazing. You were clearly a competitive guy from a very young age, right? And, and as you say, you had that gambling streak, you loved the gambling, you loved the opportunity, I suppose, risk seeking, um, all sort of characteristics i suppose that you want in a trader but at the same time also characteristics that can take you off course if you if you don't uh, rein in those characteristics to some extent which certainly in the book you talk about but, but um you know what what actually inspired you to write the book because you know i mean most authors write they never do it for the money it's just for some sort of self actualization um and it's really, it's a story of your life and your experience as a trader. And like I said in the intro, it's very raw. It's very real. And it's also, it kind of almost reads like a cautionary tale because you've really been through the ringer in your career as a trader. Yeah, well, you're, you're right. That was perfect words, cautionary tale. That's kind of what I wanted it to be. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. You know, this is not, I'm not a salesman, you know, I'm just, a, I'm a trader. And um, I was kind of inspired to write the book. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, I love any trading books, any, you know, I spend all my time on, you know, whether it's blogs or Twitter or whatever it is. I love, I love, I love trading content, let's say. And there, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of good books out there and there's, you know, there's plenty that I recommend, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't seeing you know, anything that really, you know, painted trading as I had seen it. And I'd seen the other traders around the kind of, you know, the way they they viewed and looked at trading. And yeah, the, the two main things, like you said, I wanted, I wanted an honest account of trading. I wanted, I wanted people to know what it's really like, the pain, the ups and downs, you know, it's, uh, it, unfortunately, you know, most of the stuff is, you know, pictures of Lamborghinis and, guys that are fancy cars and of course that's the way it is because they're trying to sell something yeah it's uh, you know that's the uh, trading's it's the way to easy riches but it's uh, of course it's not and uh there's plenty of, you know 90 you will say 90 plus percent fail and most are okay you know most most live you know it's and it could be a good thing you know even if you fail at trading it's uh you know, it's, it's, it can leave you better off for it but a lot of times it doesn't you know people lose all their savings um, you know, the, the psychological side of it really affects them. You know, if I, you know, I write, you know, I've been through, you know, I'd say I've been through hell, but there's guys, you know, been, been through a lot worse than I have. And I write about that in the book. So I want it as a cautionary tale. Um, of course, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, I want, I, I love trade. I'm passionate about it. I want, you know, I want, I want to share, share that love in the book. So, but I want to be cautionary. I want to show that downside and also like, prepare traders what what can happen and how to deal with that this is not you know my tell is definitely precautionary it's like i know how to make money i know how to be a good trader but again i've you know i've i've let myself down a lot of times so i wanted this like not do as i do like do as i say type book um, yeah <laughs> so you know i wanted that and then the second part i 
is this this glitches this this kind of I, what I call this method of trading I use and pretty much every all all the traders I've been around have used and, and that's I've been fortunate enough to be around a lot of really good traders and I would say the style or the method that we we've, we've made the vast you know bulk of our profit profits is is it, well I say rarely is isn't mentioned in in books and you know on Twitter really it's it's really secretive and it's secretive for a reason. But I kind of wanted to spread, spread this, you know, this the word of this the glitches, yeah. And um, you know, that's another big reason I wrote the book because again, most of these books are filled with, you know, fancy charts or you know, you know, fundamental analysis and speculation and stuff like that. But again, that's not kind of the trading I've seen, and that's not where I think the edges. And you know, I say think because I, you know, I've, I've got my data to back that up and pretty much every other trader I've known's data to back that up. So um, that's the kind of the, the other reason I wrote the book and it was a good break from trading, you know, again, when the market, so I'm only, I'm only trading, you know, I pick my spots, I've become more disciplined, you know, sometimes I'm working, you know, one, two, three hours a week, sometimes not. If my strategy is not there, I'm not trading. So that leaves a lot of free time. So I figured, you know, that was a, good use use of my free time you know to write yeah. this book and uh and you know it's a good create you know a little bit of creativity which is uh seldom sound you know trading's rigid it's mechanical uh writing's a little different so that's that's why the book it took me five years but it's here and you know i just i you know i, I just want to get it out and yeah um, so get a conversation started on some of these issues. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I mean, as you said, it, it is a cautionary tale, but at the same time, it's also kind of a, a little bit of a story of hope, I suppose, because as much as you've been through some tough times, you know, the, at the end of the book does reveal that you've actually managed to pull yourself out of a very, very big uh, financial and emotional hole, and uh, and you're you're on the right side of the, the market nowadays by from reading the book. But um, we'll get to that. But I mean, I want to just go back a little bit. You know, you mentioned that you you started out in a stockbroking firm, and and that it it sounded like it was a bit of like a boiler room type of environment where you had to you know go through the phone book and phone old grannies and 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 elderly people to try and sell them shares which they shouldn't be buying. You know, and it just that didn't sit well with you morally. So you got out of there quite quickly. And then you said that you you went into a prop firm. And, and and it was clear from reading the book, you know, that you were absolutely besotted with the idea of the prop firm once you walked in there and you talked about, um, you know, the swearing and the um, the shouting and the and, and and just the testosterone of guys, you know, making money in, in a dealing room. Just tell us a little bit about that, because I think that is also, you know, the appeal to a lot of people uh, when it comes to trading. Just go, you know, add a little bit of color to that experience if you can. Yeah, this was, well, again, this was, you know, this is 23, over 23 years ago. And things were a little different back then. You know, it was, it was a little while, you know, now it's, you know, as you prop and trade in general has become more, it's more quantitative and it's, you know, a lot of tech guys and it's, you know, back then it was more, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you know, trading for pits, but it was, yeah, it was wild. You know, it was guy, a bunch of young guys in there you know, Hawaiian shirts and flip flops and, you know, making crazy amount of money. It was, it was a wild environment. I loved it. You know, I, again, I, it was a competitive, it was a competitive, it was gladiatorial, you know, and it was, 
you're trying to you know be the you know the the top dog in this office and i love i i like i said i i loved it there wasn't unfortunately there wasn't too much training back then things have changed but they just kind of threw you in that threw you in this you know in the in the ring and you know the, the strong survived and yeah I, I love that part of it and that's still what you know i know now people are still talking about you know the big thing is prop firms and funding challenges and all this you know again and it's like you know it's a totally different when i when i hear prop firms that's what i think about and again i know there's still prop firms like that prop firm yeah. is a trading floor it's traders together it's teamwork uh, you know hopefully a training program but a group and successful traders of course is is a key so again i was fortunate enough to get my start there and i don't think i would you know of course i wouldn't have made it I, i'm almost certain i wouldn't have made it if i didn't have that um even though i didn't have too much training i knew there was other guys in this office making money so i'd look at these guys and go okay they can do it i can do it you know and you, you even if they're not sharing your secrets you kind of you, you gradually find out what they're doing and that success you know, it's like, a, I, I think I call it like a benevolent virus. It, even if, you know, the guy, you know how it is, the guy sitting next to you is making money. Even if you don't know what they're doing or they're not sharing ideas, you, it kind of seeps over to you and you trade better. And, you know, it's, and that's, that's probably the main benefit of being one of these prop firms. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'd still recommend if, you know, any traders out there, if you can get, you know, get into one of these prop firms. And again, when I say prop firm, I'm talking about a trade, you know, a trading floor and structure and, um, you know, that's, a, you know, a proper, a proper prop firm. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's the best way to get an education. And it's, you know, it's, it's really going to give you, you know, I won't say the only way to survive or make it, but it's um, definitely the best, best way to, best way to survive in, the, in, in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's that, like you said, you kind of, the the information or the flow or the vibe seeps over you kind of through i suppose a process of osmosis you learn um yeah. but you also get the, to feel that buzz and and feel the um the excitement but i mean prop firms they, they can have ups and downs right i mean i i know that you're big on on prop firms as a and, and the type of prop firm that you're referring to obviously as you say it's it's like a dealing floor where the you know a lot of guys at desks with computers all working in the same space, sharing information, um, to, so that there's that sort of exchange of information. It's not, as you say, like the kind of prop firms or these funding firms that are now being spoken about today. Are, it's different. It's not the same. Um, but to that extent, I mean, there there can, I guess, also be some pitfalls to to a prop firm environment. I don't know if you'd agree. Um, you know, maybe groupthink or. I don't know. I don't know. You know, do you have an, an opinion on that? Yeah. I mean, generally I think it's a good thing, but you know, your first point again, make sure, you know, these new, a lot of these new prop firms, it's like, I, you know, again, I, it's for me, it's, it's, it's a totally new, new, I don't even think they should be calling prop firms, you know, mm. these funding challenges and uh, yeah, you know, again, that's uh, only do it if you can be in a trading floor. And yeah, so, you know, the, I guess, you know, the downfalls are, you know, when the big one, I was at this great prop firm and I left to another one, which was a similar, it was a different type of structure because of the payout. That's a big thing. You know, a lot of yeah. traders get caught up in that. You know, if you're trading your own funds, you're keeping, you know, let's say 100% or close to 100% of your profits at a prop firm. You know, you're giving a huge chunk to this prop firm, which, 
you know, can be hard to swallow, especially if you believe I have these strategies, you know, I could do those on my own. Why, you know, why am I splitting it with, you know, this prop firm? And that's kind of the, you know, the issues I've had in the past. Um, and yeah, that, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's definitely an argument, uh, argument that could be made. Um, and another thing is kind of, you know, it depends how the prop firm structured, you know, like the, the prop firm I was originally in, it was, it was like a job, you know, you're expected to be there. There was structure. It was, you know, it was, a it was, and a lot of people, and again, I think I, looking back, I kind of thrived on that. I needed that structure, but a lot of people get into trading because it gives them independence. It gives them freedom. So, you know, they don't want to necessarily be locked down at a company where they have to go to this office every day and you know answer to a boss and stuff like that so you know that's another reason maybe just kind of to do it do it on your own but those are arguments but ultimately i would say you know the the benefits outweigh the uh, outweigh the cons okay all right yeah good to hear good to hear and you mentioned a training program and a lot of you know you look for a prop firm that's got some sort of a training program um, when you started out in the prop firms that you were at, did they have that? Did they have a, like a training program to sort of at least show you the ropes, teach you a little bit about trading? Or was it very, for you, was it very I, much I mean, like when I started, it, Yeah, when I started, it was, a, you know, this firm I was at was going through kind of a, let's say, a transitionary period. And we had, the, you know, our the, our manager, our, our pit boss, we call him, is just this old school. I mean, he was old school, you know, the old floor trader, and he would just you know, he'd come up to you and just scream and yell and there's tears coming, you know, down from some of these traders. It was, you know, it was a rough environment. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't very structured, let's say, but, um, you know, it was not, not too long after I started this firm, I was at, you know, had a, I had a structured trading program and a lot of them do. And that, you know, that's the key is if you're a new trader, you do, you need, you know, even if they have a structured, don't get me wrong, even if that was structured trading program, you know, most, a lot of traders are very secretive with, as you know, very secretive with their strategies, especially have a good strategy. So, you know, they're not, it's not like a training program it isn't necessary. Here's, you know, here's all the golden secrets. Now just hit this button and you're going to make a lot of money. But um, a good training program at least sets you on the right path. And yeah, I think, you know, if, if, if you're looking for a prop firm, you know, make sure it has that structure, has that training program. And I think most prop firms, you know, most good ones would have that. Mm. Um, but again, even even if it doesn't, even, you know, you don't have to be a prop firm. You could find a group of traders and set up an office. I think the benefits are just like, we're, you know, the osmosis being around traders um, and then working as a team or, you know, just sharing ideas. You know, if you share a strategy with another trader, then they're likely to share their insight and strategies. And, you know, that ultimately that's, that's the best way to do it. And as, as I write in the book, you know, you know, most of the big, big strategies and the big money is made from, you know, a strategy that you get from another trader or, you know, I found on YouTube or something like that. So, um, so, you know, and that's another lesson is, you know, don't be stubborn. And again, that's a big, big, uh, big thing of me is don't be stubborn. You know, the best way to, you know, find a strategy or make money is to, let's say steal a strategy or, you know, share strategies or borrow strategies. So yeah. that's a huge benefit again of working in one of these offices. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just going to talk about your story a bit though, because obviously in, in, the, in the book, you highlight this and you started in a prop firm, you go, went through, through a major high, you're doing very well. And then at somewhere along the way, it went wrong. Uh, uh, just 
So let's start at the beginning. I mean, you were you talk about a glitches strategy, trading glitches. Just tell us what that means in more detail, and then just lead us up to that point where you had you know the peak in your career, let's say before the big downfall, and then we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, well, you know, when I started this prop firm, it, it, without the, again, I've described it as a pretty wild place, and it was wild, and I was you know I was an ex gambler, and I liked the drone, so I I got in there, and I was just. I just basically gambling, you know, and gambling and trading are two different things. You yeah. know, now, you know, if, if you don't have, you know, trading, this is as simple as if you have a strategy with edge and then you execute it without the strategy or without the execution, you know, you are gambling. And I didn't have either. I, you know, I was just hitting buttons and, you know, hoping this stock goes up and it was, and I, I, of course I managed to lose, I think 40,000 in a, in a few months. And then I quickly, you know, I, I, Right before I got fired, I, you know, I was like, okay, get, you know, get your order, get your act in order. And so, you know, the main things was, of course, cutting my losers, you know, I discipline, you know, yeah. that, that kind of, that stopped the bleeding. Yeah. And then I turned to scalping, which again, I'm still doing, you know, short-term trading, um, you know, using the order book and using some of these tools. And I found these, what I get in the book, I call these glitch trades. And I, I, I call glitches. It's glitches are inefficiencies, they're malfunctions, they're arbitrage, they're basically something, you know, when the market's broken or free money or, in a, you know, it was something that shouldn't be there. Um, and it doesn't rely on speculation or, you know, it's not necessarily technical analysis. It's just mechanical, something's mispriced, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's very different from most of the trading out there. And really, the first the first glitch strategy I used, which kind of turned things around, was just as simple as I saw a lag between a certain stock, which was 3M. I'm sure you know, you know, Triple M, which yep. is a big, big American conglomerate, and it's part of the S and P and it's part of the Dow. And I just saw that the stock, of course, it went with the the S and P or the SPY, but there was a lag, so the, the S and P would shoot up and 3M then would shoot up, but there was, you know, maybe a couple of seconds lag. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, this just seems to make sense. So every time the SP shot up, quickly buy 3M and then scalp, you know, quickly cover, scalp out. And if it goes down, do the same thing. And I just started doing that. And it kind of worked with a couple other stocks too. But simple video game, I, you know, I, I said it's more like a video game. There's no, you know, it's not necessarily traded i'm not some you know i'm not trying to be warren buffett or some financial wizard so it was you know it was a simple kind of strategy like that so i just sit there all day and you know watch s p and bang bang you know just you know speed was a big component of it and uh you know do that all day and i think within you know within a year i'd you know gone through the debt and i i made almost a six-figure month within a year which, you know, for me, you know, I was a young 20 year, you know, my early 20s was just was, was just crazy. Amazing. And, you know, I just thought I was on, you know, I was on top of the world. It was and I'm sure you know this feeling is, you know, when you kind of make it as a trader, it's yeah, the money's great. But it's just that sense of achievement because you yeah. know how you know how tough this this business is, how, how you know, how it's how brutal it is. And uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I felt on top of the world and every, you know, I was going to be making these big checks every month. And, you know, this was this was it. I just, I, you know, it was, you know, probably the best time of my life. Um, 
and you know the the market but also the market was forgiven back then there was volatility and the the market was more fragmented there was more of these glitches it was inefficiencies you know the bots hadn't you know totally infiltrated markets and you know made everything you know really tough and uh yeah so you know and, and then for a few years it was good you know i was making money i was at you know my dream house at cars i you know living the life that i dream of you know by my mid-20s and then you know that kind of happened and then I think my first, you know, around, what was this, around, you know, once my kind of 30s hit, you know, the volatility dried up, I was, you know, I managed my money poorly, and I found myself dead broke, and, you know, long story, I was, you know, by then I moved to London, and I had a family, and I, you know, I still was, you know, straining through savings, draining through savings, living this, you know, expensive lifestyle, and all of a sudden, you know, I just, but I knew, had that confidence, like, oh, I made money before, it's good, next month, I'm going to do it next month, you know, but I was, tra- I was trading poorly, I had no discipline, my strategies were awful, you know, I was a mess, and of course, I didn't make money, and then, you know, it was kind of, all of a sudden, just one day, I, you know, I was keeping most of this from my wife, I didn't want her to worry, and, um, yeah, I, I was certain I was going to dig out of this hole, so I, you know, I was basically like, okay, by the way, you know, we're basically dead broke. We've got a couple months of savings, you know, pack the bags. And she was a she was a Polish woman. And I was like, we're going to Poland because it's cheap. And, you know, that's that's really our only only hope. So, you know, I went from, you know, this dream life to back, in, you know, to, to living in Poland with my mother-in-law. And then, you know, the, 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 the volatility came back and I made it a little back. And then... This was maybe three or four years ago, as you read, like it happened again. You know, I was managed my money poorly. The volatility in the market dried up and bang, I was flat on my face, you know, flat on my face again. Um, dead broke. Why? Why wife's gone. No hope, no strategies. Living in Poland. I had to live with my dad. I mean, it's embarrassing to, you know, say all this. But again, this is, you know, what I want traders to know. This is what can happen and does happen um you know if you if you don't plan right if you don't have a backup plan and i you know mostly most of my most of my career i didn't have a backup plan so yeah you know i was 40 years old and i found myself you know teaching english for uh you know ten dollars an hour so i got you know gone from making you know six figures in a month to ten dollars a ten dollars an hour so um you know, that's, 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 that's what happened. Yeah. Again, this is an extreme story. You know, I think most, a lot of most traders, successful traders are, you know, smarter with their money and, you know, they, they, their, their lifestyles are less, less volatile, but um, you know, that's, that's, that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, that, that part um, where it all went wrong is what I want to delve into a little bit. I mean, I know you say it's embarrassing. I don't think, I just think I respect you for telling the story and writing a book about it and actually being honest about it because it's, it's so refreshing, uh, especially in a world where I think there's a lot of, you know, bullshit being spoken about trading and how easy it is and how, uh, you know, it, it's like this easy road to riches. I mean, it's not. Um, you and I both know that, and any trader worth his salt knows that. Uh, so it's it is refreshing to get a you know a, a a proper, honest, raw account of somebody who's really been through the mill like you have. But I mean, when it went wrong, you know, you mentioned you know no discipline, et cetera, et cetera. But what what else? It doesn't it doesn't happen overnight, right? Um, 
things obviously started to kind of go wrong gradually for you. Uh, I mean, are you able to sort of pinpoint particular things that uh, that you should have done differently? I guess it always comes down to, I guess it always comes back to risk management, right? Um, But yeah, from your perspective, what went wrong? Well, again, again, I guess the first lesson is, you know, and as you know, as a trader, when the, you know, you make the bulk of your money in certain periods and, you know, I, I I was fortunate enough to be around in 2008 and 2008, you know, offered just amazing opportunities. There was so much money to be made. The volatility was crazy. And I actually, you know, my brother's a professional trader and I know other traders and I, but I was in London this time kind of trading remotely. So I, you know, that was one mistake, not being in a professional, you know, an office around other traders um, when all this happened. But again, I, I, I did okay. You know, I had, you know, my best trade, my, my best results in my career, but I didn't, you know, I should have been, you know, I was making six figures a month when I should have, you know, the guy's in my old office making seven and eight figures a month. Wow. You know, I should have, you know, take it. So take advantage of it when it's really good. You know, I should have, you know, if I had that huge nest egg, of course, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have got found myself in that. So that was, you know, kind of the first lesson. And, you know, that, like I said, the, the, the reason I didn't take advantage of as much as I should have is I wasn't in the right environment. I should have been in an office and that's a lesson. And I was stubborn, you know, again, even though I was in this office, my brother and my, these other traders shared these amazing strategies with me. And I was kind of like, ah, I'll do it my own way. I don't like that style. This is, a, you know, I'm this type of trader. And that's completely wrong. You know, you go where the edge is. You know, if someone has, is fortunate to hand you an amazing strategy, you take it. If there's opportunity in this market or doing this strategy and there's tons of edge, you know, you have to do it. You can't be stubborn. You know, there's no prizes for you know doing it originality or doing it your own way in trading you're judged on your PL. Yeah. you know again oh oh wow i'm a good trader you know I, I made this strategy up or i do it this way Nah, it doesn't you know there's there's guys in this texas office who made you know 10 times as much as me and you know I, they they didn't they were terrible traders they never made money in before but they were smart enough to hit these strategies you know when they were really good so that was the first thing that got me in trouble stubbornness and not you know taking advantage of it and then you know for the next let's say 10 years you know we went from this huge volatile market and then all of a sudden just kind of died down and you know a good trader during you know when this happens you you put you take your foot off the accelerator you evaluate the landscape you change your strategies you adapt to the market um you know you maybe look for different markets you look for this you you know you do different stuff and i was Again, more stubborn and, uh, you know, it's kind of stuck to these strategies that weren't necessarily working. And yeah, my discipline wasn't there. You know, my risk management probably was out of whack, you know, like not cutting my losers fast enough, um, trading when I shouldn't be, trading strategies that I didn't have edge, gambling, let's say, you mm-hmm. know, like not if I didn't have a strategy with edge and I wasn't executing it, I was gambling and gambling will, you know, lose lead to losses so you know i i I, of course during those 10 years maybe i had uh you know i had a year when i make money i wasn't necessarily losing money but i was just kind of on a steady downward slope you know the market was getting tougher the volatility was depressing i was probably becoming a a worse trader and you know i just kind of you know over those 10 years just do you know living and i wasn't adapting my lifestyle you know i was living in london you know living this you know this 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 crazy lifestyle 
Um, so, you know, I just drain these profits. And then, you know, before I know it, they get smaller and smaller and smaller. And, I, you know, I had no backup plan. I couldn't, you know, go get a job. All I needed to do, no, knew how to do was play this, you know, glorified video game that I was doing, you know, scalping and doing these glitches. It's, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily a valuable tool in the work world. So I didn't have a, you know, escape route, which again is another lesson. Make sure you have a backup plan, whether it's a huge, you know, nest egg or skills or being able to get a job. I had none of that. So, you know, it just kind of slowly, 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 and then bang, you know, yeah. You know. Okay. So it's and then, unfortunately when I, you know, when that bang happened, it's like, okay, that work, that wakes me up, but it's, you know, it don't, I, nobody wants to go through the, you know. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say though, that like that lifestyle, I think it's quite a common thing. People's lifestyles are slow to adapt. Um, you get, you get into a particular type of lifestyle and you kind of get used to that. And then it's very hard to dial it down if you're living it, you're living it up and you become used to that kind of lifestyle. Um, and I guess that is important, as you say, it's a good lesson for li- those listening to this to, to know, because there are, and trading, I've also found it in my career, you do go through ups and downs. There are times where you do very well, and then there are times where it's hard, you know, and I think you alluded to it, you know, you, you, your profits tend to come from a relatively small number of actual trades or a small number of years in this business. I don't, I mean, that seems to have been your experience as well, right? That the, 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 the real profits are kind of concentrated into a fairly short time span and the rest of the time is just a grind. Yeah. You, it's about, you know, staying alive, staying in the game, you know, that that's the thing. And now for, between 2008, 2020, yes, there was a couple, you know, we had Euro debt crash. There was a couple of little spikes in volatility, but they were very brief and nothing like, 2000 so we were what you know there was a there were it was you know 12 years let's say between you know these big spikes in volatility so you know there and a lot of traders of course didn't make it um so yeah the key is you know have have a way to grind out profits when the market's slow or you know don't lose you know yeah. again be cautious you know but sooner or later those opportunities will arise you know it may be a huge spurt of volatility in the market or it could just be one trade it could be a flash crash it could be well you know whatever you're trying you could there'd be that one super amazing setup yeah and bang you can know you can make you know in one second or one trade you can make more than you know most people make in in years um so yeah that's the way trading is it is who knows you know right now for me trading is slow but as a trader you always you, you have hope i mean tomorrow or today you know could be the greatest trading day yeah. ever you yeah, know, who knows what's going to happen, but you have to be there to take advantage of it. You know, yeah. if, you blow out, if you blow out your account, there's zero percent chance of it. And like I said, you know, I've seen traders who are awful traders make millions. And, you know, I've also seen guys blow out their account, you know, right before, you know, let's say, you know, the COVID volatility or 2008. And these guys would have been millionaires if they could have just, you know, just survived another, you know, day or weeks or months, you know, so yeah. that's, that's the key. So you, yeah, you have to have a way, a way to survive the tough times. And then when the good times hit, be ready, be prepared, have the strategies and take advantage of it. And then, yeah. you know, like a bear, you know, like a bear hibernating, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, yeah. wards, eat all you can to get as fat as you can, you know, get that wallet as fat as you can, because, you know, there's, there could be a long winter. Uh, yeah. 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 I guess it's like, yeah, you use the bear, the bear analogy. I think of an elephant hunting, you know, 
You want to have yeah. your, uh, your your big elephant gun loaded and ready and aimed so that when the elephant does walk past, then you're, you're ready to, to pull the trigger. Um, but if you're not ready, when that opportunity comes walking by, then you, you know, you're not going to take advantage of it. The other thing else, I guess, also to allude back to your, your gambling, um, is to say a great saying in the market is what, um, if you don't, uh, what if you lose all your chips? No, what if you don't bet? You can't win. But if you lose all your chips, you can't bet. And yeah, and, no, and- yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, it's tough. Yeah, and I've seen it. I write in the book. I've seen traders who like, I've said, you know, my office in Texas. There'd be guys who come in like two or three times a year for like a quad witching or something like that. <laughs> and it what you know, it seemed like it worked. You know, they they go in, put work fifteen minutes, and make you know a bunch of money. But you also, you know, like I said, you you can't. It's so tough to sit at that that table and not do anything. And again, you know, that's the hardest thing about trading is sitting there and waiting, and you know, keeping that keeping the, you know, hands off the keys and not doing that trade. But, you know, on the, on the flip side, you also, you know, trading is skills and, you know, you need to, you need to sharpen the skills and, you know, you need to be ready for when this, you know, these trades hit. And if you haven't traded, if you don't know what, you know, if those skills are rusty, like you said, if you haven't been hunting, yeah. then, you know, you might not be able to, you know, shoot that elephant or, yeah. you know, or take advantage of it. So there's, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a, there's kind of a mixer. You have, yes, you have to be disciplined and not trade and not blow up your account, but you also have to build your skills and you have to have the strategy and you have to be ready and prepared for, you know, when this, when this trade, you know, this, this trade happens or when the, you know, the dealer, dealer, uh, you know, has a certain hand, you have to be yeah. ready to, to go, go all in if necessary. For sure. For sure. Um, so, all right. So you've gone through the, the, the highs and the lows. You've talked about the lows, but then it all came right. So it started to come right again. You said about what, three or four years ago it was during the COVID pandemic, right? And things started to turn up for you. I mean, first question is, I guess, um, you know, how did you have the mental fortitude to go through such a, a significant drop and be in such dire straits to still then actually come back and fight another day? And that's a, that's a brilliant story of recovery in itself. Um, but what actually went yeah. right afterwards then to, to kind of pull you out of the hole? Yeah. I mean, again, a lot of it was just survival instincts. I think, you know, again, like I said, I, unfortunately I didn't have, you know, I, 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 my only option, you know, when I, I wasn't making any money in it, I, I mean, literally that broke, didn't have own a single thing. My, and I couldn't find a job, you know? So yeah. I, I was like, I was teaching English for $10 an hour and I figured, okay, this is not, you know, I'm not you know, this is not going to work, you know, this is not going to survive. And, you know, I had, I have two, I have two daughters and it's like, you know, I have to, I have to, there's no option, you know, like I've got to do this. I've got to fight. And I knew, I knew I could make money trade. And I knew there was still edge out there in the market. I, you know, it's just, I had to get my head on straight. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing is like, it's tough to get your head on straight when you're dead broke, you have no confidence you know, your wife's left you, you're living in a foreign land where you don't know one. you're, you know, you don't have a place to live, you know, you're working at the job for $10. I mean, again, it's like, now, you know, because trading is, you know, it's all about your mindset. So yeah, I mean, there was a challenge and, you know, trading is that loop, you know, it's like, when you lose your confidence, you trade, you trade worse, and then you lose more money, and then you lose more money, and then your confidence worse, and you kind of get in that. So I was like, I got to, you know, I got to break out of that. So, you know, I, I slowly, slowly you know got my discipline back traded easy found a, a strategy um 
that suited my style where there was edge and just did that, you know, I was just, you know, making, you know, so say a few thousand or so dollars a month, just grinding out small profits, getting my confidence back, getting my skills back. And, uh, you know, I was just, again, just waiting, hopefully, you know, something would happen. I, you know, of course, it's hard to predict global pandemics or anything like that. But, uh, you know, yeah, you know, when 2020 hit, I was, you know, just can, surviving let's say you know yeah. like sitting by you know again and I, you know just just trying to just trying to grind out profits i was i was making money every single month you know if you're a good scalper with a strategy good strategy there's you know you should make money consistently and i was doing that but the strategy i had wasn't scalable so you know i was ha- i was you know i was happy making you know five six thousand dollars a month which you know i was living in poland which yeah. you know that's you know, good enough me, but, yeah. You don't get into trading and make five thousand dollars a month. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was waiting and you know trying you know but trading trading a lot better. And then yeah, as, as I'm sure as you remember, it was kind of you started hearing about you know this pandemic in China and then it just snowballed and all of a sudden you know in that March 2020 it was just like bang you know this volatility hit the market and all of a sudden these these glitch strategies just came alive. You know, like even like I went back to kind of doing these like lagging strategies like that 3M. I was just trading gold stocks off gold and there was, you know, inefficiencies and the market was wild and the algos were, you know, plugs were being pulled. And it was just, whoa, you know, there was a couple, you know, in that first huge day, it was just I was, you know, I was I was locked inside trading for like 12 hours a day, just going nuts because I wasn't used to it. I was trading, you know, a couple hours a day. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just I was trading, you know, maybe basically like 100 times more shares in a, you know, a week than I was in, you know, months prior. So it was a bit, you know, it was a big, you know, it was a big, <laughs> it was a big kind of. Yeah. And, I was, yeah. you know, I mean, I, and when some market closed, I was, you know, it was on Twitter and I couldn't think and it was wild. But I knew, you know, like we were saying, this is the good times. I have to I have to kill it. I have to make money. I have to build that bank account out because who knows? when we'll get this again. So I was, you know, I was, I was plugged in and I was going for it and, you know, I had the, you know, the best trading results in my career. Um, and, you know, t- 2020 was a really good, there's a lot of opportunities. And then fortunately 2021 was also a good trading year. You know, yeah. it was, the volatility died down a bit, but you had, you know, all these kind of game stuff stocks and we had these SPACs that were going crazy and, you know, this, QE was just driving everything was nuts it was wild so it was you know it was we were you know I was I was lucky I was fortunate it was you know you know I say I was fortunate of course you know unfortunately we trade in you know our gain is others pain you know while you know everyone else is suffering through COVID we're kind of like you know traders like you know this is this is this is amazing trading yeah yeah same with 2008 you know and that's a you know that's kind of way it works volatility typically comes when bad things happen, you know, yeah. whether it's COVID or financial crisis or wars or terrorist attacks, but that's, you know, that's, um, you know, yeah. that's kind of the life of the trader. So, yeah, it was, you know, and it was, it was, it was, a you know, it was two years of just hardcore trading. You know, I was, before that I was writing this book and I was doing everything and it was just like, okay, you know, you know, after the book, I need, to, I need to, you know, I need to do this and I need to trade. And, um, you know, it changed the book, definitely. You know, for me, the, end, yeah. the original ending was me, you know, 
grinding away trying to survive you know yeah. you know what will happen next to you know let's say a happy a happier ending at least uh, for my trading um and yeah that was you know that was that was that was that was great it was a it was really good trading yeah and then you know in the last couple of years it's kind of gone back again so we're back back in survival type mode but you know, I was going to say because we we I mean right now that where where we are at the moment the volatility is back down it's quite I mean geez the last two days that I've watched on the S and P five hundred it's almost like the market's it's stuck you know it's hardly moving at all so I guess in these types of times it's not not ideal for your strategy then if there's not not much volatility around so are you I mean are you more cautious now. Yeah, of course. I mean, again, first of all, you know, I'm more cautious because I, I still, you know, I'm still scarred from this, you know, yeah. when I, you know, the, the hell I went through earlier. I was, I, I do not want to go through that again. You know, that's, that's in the back. Do not, you know, so again, that is, that's made me cautious, of course. But yeah, the market, it's tough. It's, I mean, from most of the equity traders and futures traders I've talked to, you know, it's been, it's a tough year. You know, the volatility's down. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of us still have this mindset of like, you know, go for it. You know, there's a main trade. No, you, like I said, this is one of the periods you have to be cautious, you know, yeah. evaluate the market. Look for maybe look for something, you know, lower the size. Don't blow out the account, you know, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't do anything stupid because sooner or later there will be, you know, another volatility or, you know, another volatility spike or some other sector will go crazy or there'll be a flash crash or just, you know, Something that, and if not for just for my strategy, who, whatever you trade, you know, there's mm. always, of course, there's always hope, but you know, yeah. it, it is, it's, it's tough when it's when the trading's rough. It's, yeah, you still, you know, I'm in 23 years and I'm still like, oh man, this is it. You know, how am I ever going to make money? You still go through these, these, these painful kind of cycles, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's that's that's trading, yeah, that's We're trading right. ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. We're getting towards the end of our time. Um, but I guess if you had to just give like one or two um, bits of advice to youngsters wanting to go out trading, and let's say you were, you know, young David Hale, you're 20 years old, you could go back and have a conversation with him. What advice would you give him? Don't do it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I mean, again, I think that is good advice for a lot of people. If you're not you know, make sure if you're going to get into trading, make sure you have the financial, you know, the financial backing. You have, you know, something to fall back on. Of course, you have some skills. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't don't do it unless you have the right training or education or someone that, you know, like and again, you know, just some random guy on Twitter is not education. You know, make sure you have proper support, proper backing, proper training. And, you know, you still realize it's going to be, a, you know, of course, it's going to be a struggle. Even if you have the best training, you have the best background, you have all these skills. Yeah. It's a brutal, brutal industry. But, you know, it's, it is possible. It is possible. It's still, you know, even the markets right now, the market stuff, there's still guys out there making money. There's still money. You know, there's still uh, glitches in certain markets. There's still opportunities out there. But again, you have to have the right training. You have to have the right mindset. And you have to have that mindset of the big thing is I will do whatever it takes to make money trading. You know, a lot of traders come in and go, well, I'm going to do it this way. You know, I I have this gift of picking, what, you know, what way stocks are going to go up. I really I think Tesla's going up. You know, I I like, you know, I like I, I feel like that. No, no, no. You have to find where the edge is. 
Yeah. And again, unfortunately, it's not necessarily your, you know, the usually the chosen path. Yeah. You know, there's like you know, this glitch style of trading I'm talking about. It's it's not necessarily glamorous or sexy. Yeah, it's not. You know, I'm not. I can't go on Twitter and go, "Oh yeah, I picked the bottom of Tesla." I'm such a, you know, I'm such a badass. It's more you're getting down and dirty. You know, you're 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 scavenging. You're picking up scraps. It's uh, it's that's and that's where I find the most edge and the most uh, you know the most inefficiencies and you know where you can make the money. So you know, as a trader, you have to be willing to do that. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make money, whether it means trading this style, trading this market. Trading this hour, if it means waking up at 3 a.m. because there's more edge, I'll do that. And, you know, you have, especially as a new trader, you have to do that. You have to get the screen time and you have to bust your ass. If you're not willing to do that, then, you know, don't do it. Yeah. Do it now. Once you make money, once you make, you know, your millions, yeah, you don't have to do that. You can do whatever you want, but you yeah. have to earn the privilege. So, you know, that's a big thing. You know, you have to, you have to do you have to, you know, find the easiest way to, to succeed if you want to succeed. Right. Okay. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, David, we're out of time, so I'm going to have to wrap it up, but it's been a, an absolute pleasure and a privilege to speak to you. Um, just for um, for viewers, again, I'm going to just show the book on the video so that they can see that, what it looks rules. like. Yeah, <laughs> Cash Rules, Reminiscences of a Day Trader by David Hale. Um, go and get yourself a copy of that. It's brilliant reading. I really enjoyed it. I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Um, so that's only, the book. Only in Amazon, I'll say. You know, unfortunately, this is self-published. Yes. You know, you know so it's uh, it's available on Amazon. So. It's available on Amazon and you can get it as a, um, is it on Kindle as well? Yeah, you can get the ebook or, you know, paperback okay. or whatever. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I bought the paperback. It's not a, it's not a thick book. It's quite quick to read. I no, think it's, I what, it's 180 pages. So, but I mean, it's great. It's great to read and I can highly, highly recommend it. It's entertaining. It's educational. It's just very raw and real. And um, I, I I couldn't put it down. So highly recommend listeners to read it. And um, and beside the book, where else can they follow you on Twitter, I guess? Yeah, well, thank you again. I, thanks for those kind words about the book. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Cream Trader and uh, also a website where I, I have some more information. If you're interested in these glitches, I also have some information. Of course, the book's probably your best primer, but uh, david-hale.com is, you know, I have a little website with some resources there. But okay. uh, yeah, I'm happy to, you know, I'm, ha I'm out there. I'm happy to network with traders and, uh, you know, discuss glitches and the honest truths of yeah. trading and all this good <laughs> stuff. So Magic. All right, David. Well, it's been a, ple a pleasure and a privilege to speak to you. So thanks for your time. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Talking With Traders, brought to you by IG, a world-leading CFD provider. We really are privileged to have such a leader in the field of online trading involved in this series. Please follow us on Facebook and engage with us there. And a reminder to make sure you subscribe to this series by clicking on the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd also appreciate if you'd leave a review on the app too. Till next time.